I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com, you can check out our video playlist to watch all the clips we talk about. Ain't that right, Kirk? It's right indeed. That's how we do the show. That's how things happen here. It's fun. It's wonderful. Uh, what... I mean, we we had a theme that we were going to do tonight, but the response to our San Francisco episode was so strong that I just, at the last minute, pulled ten clips of the Grateful Dead. (laughs) People demanded. My favorite live jams. Which is like an hour and ten minutes long. Each. Each song. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so we're just going to watch those, so man. Like, so, yeah. You know, so just, just kick back sit and... Sit back. Yeah. I, I don't even have to talk. Just let it happen. I would never do that to you. <laughs> or to myself. Yeah, exactly. As I, much as I hate myself sometimes, I would never do that to yeah. myself. The self-loathing loathing doesn't run that deep to right. do that to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's watch an hour and 15 minutes of the Grateful Dead noodling on <laughs> Dark Star. <laughs> noodling. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that extended guitar jam. No. The Grateful Dead is not our topic tonight. Our topic is what? Our topic is duets and collaborations. Duets and collaborations. This is an idea that you had a while ago. Yes. Uh, and so we've had it on the schedule for a while. Yeah. So I had a lot of time to think about it. Yes. And and yet, I had a lot of... Di- I struggled to put this episode together more than anyone we've ever done. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. And it's funny because mine was fairly easy. And there's one... In, there's a reason... There's one song is the reason why I decided to, uh, to do it. Oh, okay. It. I'll be uh, curious to know. Yes. I didn't watch your clips. Yeah. So there's one I was like, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, well, but- I think we both intuitively knew when this was our topic that we weren't like, like Sonny and Cher and yeah. Simon and Garfunkel and people who are duos anyway. We're not going to do No, them. no. As much as we love Hollow Notes, we're not going to do Hollow Notes. Exactly. Yeah. And so... I think for both of us, they were pairs of people doing a duet where they're not necessarily a team, and yes. so it's unusual. And I found that a lot of the duets that I was coming up with were gimmicky to mm-hmm. me, yeah, to my sensibility, yeah. and also usually male-female, yeah, and just are, kind yeah. of corny. Yeah. Like, a lot of duets are freaking corny. Yeah. There's, I have a, I have a love hate with duets. Like, yeah. Duets that are great, I'm like, oh yeah. And duets that are off, I'm like, this is straight garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard for me to find duets that were my taste. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have just, that come, I could have just been yeah. like, oh, we'll do Islands in the Stream, whatever. Yeah. I can yeah. talk about that. We'll do Endless Love, it'll be fine. Right. But I wanted to come up with my flavor of yes. duets. Yeah. And that was hard for me. I'm sure that was. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily your name. Right. Yeah. But we're going to start with one of mine. All right. And it completely fills all the... It, it checks all the boxes that I just said I didn't like and didn't <laughs> want. It's a male and a female yeah. who work together often. It's corny as hell. And I fucking love it. Oh, great. It's Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Who's Lee Hazelwood again? Lee Hazelwood was the guy she sang a bunch of songs with. He wrote all of her hits. He wrote These Boots Are Made For Walking. Oh, oh, yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. he sang with her at all. A lot. Oh, wow. I mean, they put out albums together. I had no idea. They both had solo stuff, too. Okay. But they worked together a bunch. And uh, in 1967, she had a TV special called Moving With Nancy. Yeah. And... Uh, they did a couple of their duets on this TV special, one of which we've had on the show before, but it was an episode when you weren't here. It was oh, okay. the grab bag we did when you were out of town. Oh, okay. And Katie Willard 
filled in. Oh, all right. And that was the song Some Velvet Morning. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this, also from the TV special, is Jackson, which Lee Hazelwood didn't write. It's sort of a country standard. Oh, I wonder if I know this. Yeah. So, interestingly, this was a hit for Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood in 1967 mm-hmm. on the pop charts. Also in 1967, at the same time, for Johnny Cash and June Carter. Oh, wow. That's But that really was a hit weird. on the country chart. Yeah. And they were. it was the same year. I wonder if that's ever happened. And both versions were covers. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it was written by um, uh, Jerry Lieber of Lieber and Stillwer. Okay, yeah. I'm familiar with their name. Yeah. And, um, and so... And, oh, and Billy Ed Wheeler, who's the guy who originally performed it. And the original version is like a much more country yeah. version. And both the Johnny Cash version and the Lee Hazelwood version are... Well, that was sexist of me to cut out both women from the duet. <laughs> yeah, wow. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Both of those versions are sort of the same version. Oh, okay. So I wonder if there's another cover that predates both of those that oh. they're covering. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, we're going to watch Nancy and Lee do it. And uh, I'm really curious if I know this. Yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of a famous song. There's lots of versions of it. She's wearing those walking boots. Yeah, those boots are great. Yeah. We got no, I don't know this you song. Know song. This video is great. This is for a TV special. Yeah, I love it. It's just like a random video. The whole thing. They're just walking down the road side by side. Yeah. The whole thing is going to be this. Oh, that's great, because that's what a video would be in 1967. That's right. This is so odd. It's very corny. It's very late 60s. Yeah. 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 Because they're kind of like acting the emotions in it. Yeah. He's got a great mustache. He's got a great stash. Yeah. He's got a great jacket with a great powder blue turtleneck. Mm-hmm. And I love his voice. Yeah, he's got an interesting yeah. voice. He is about my age hair. And she's like in her late 20s, I think. Oh my god. Wow, she looks amazing. Yeah. I love Nancy Sinatra too. I think she's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've they're, never heard this. They're doing some acting here. They do a little, little, little they're, play acting. They're here. doing pop singing. They're doing yeah. pop singer acting. I think they were like the director must have been like, "Hey, this is actually like a film, mm-hmm. so treat it like a film. It's not a music thing. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do some stuff here." Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, literal interpretation. Yeah. There's a there's a special cameo at the end of this too. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, Leon is his name? Lee. Lee. Lee, Lee looks particularly uncomfortable doing this. <laughs> she seems okay with it. Lee's kind of like, can we just do the song? Yeah. Because he's a singer-songwriter. Yeah, he's a singer-songwriter. He's not I mean, he's game, but you can see he's like, oh boy. I could totally imagine this uh, June and Johnny Cash. Versus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
Oh, he has like sad face. He's not sad, oh, but his you face think he is has like... had sad face now. Wait till you see the end of this <laughs> with what happens. He gives such a sad face at the end that. Okay, here's the cameo. All right. Hi, sis. You want a lift? It's Frank Sinatra Jr. <laughs> That's <laughs> weird. He pulls up in a convertible to pick her up. Why? Because oh, it's her TV special. It's like, hey, we need to throw Frank Sinatra Jr. a bone? Yeah. So she leaves with Frank. Bye. Look, oh, at, look, look, at, his, look at his face. That's like, great. How many takes do you think they did where they were like, no, leave, bigger frown. Sadder, sadder, leave. Sadder, she's leaving you. Here's what's Ooh. weird. Yeah. She left with her brother. Right. It, and that's weird. He came and he was like, hey, do you need a lift? And yeah. it's like, like you did when you got fucking kidnapped. <laughs> it, should, yeah. it should have been like a better cameo of like, like, here's, here's, like some random hunky dude. Yes. Like, hey, babe, want to like get in the Troy car? Troy Donahue. I'm just right. throwing the name. Or Elvis. <laughs> or something. Tab your, Hunter. Yeah, your brother, which is blatantly like, let's just. Throw Frankie about. Well, I didn't. Yeah, probably they wrote it before they cast it, and yeah. it was supposed to be like a hunk. Yeah, they couldn't find one, and then then it was Frank, and they had to have him be like, "Hey, sis." Yeah, which is just and awkward. Then, <laughs> and then she goes, "See, here's someone who loves me," and it's like, <laughs> "See, we have a pre-existing non-romantic relationship." <laughs> My brother's special. Right, right, right. No, I want to watch the whole moving with Nancy. <laughs> Special. She does a duet with Sammy Davis Jr. She does one with Dean Martin. I would watch those easily. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if we ever do duets too. Duets too Electric Boogaloo. But probably not because I'm, I'm <laughs> tapped, tapped out, out after this episode. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to your first clip oh, of the episode. Let's, this, is, uh, this is to me like the first duet I ever really heard. Is this the one that inspired the episode? No. Okay. This is Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks, uh, Whenever I Call You a Friend. Okay. Which to me, I think it's like 77, 78. Yeah. Again, that's another one of those I've said a million times. Just me being driven around somewhere with my mom and this is on the radio. Like right before or after Pablo Cruz? Yeah. Like this was exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, they go hand in hand. It was really, uh, it was a radio staple of that time. Yeah. And it's that. Kenny Loggins, mid-tempo, soft rock that was really popular. Oh, is this going to be soft rock? It's going to be sound like soft rock. It's not a ballad. Okay. You know no, I, I thought it was going to be like Slayer. Oh, yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought Kenny Slayer. Loggins and Stevie Nicks are really going to Listen, shred. Have you heard Danger Zone? <laughs> are you aware of no, how you're he right, kills you're it? right. Kenny Loggins can rock. Yeah. I mean, uh, the theme song is Caddyshack. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. It's yeah. a jam. Um, but this video, there's no video of Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks doing this together. Okay. So I'm going to let this play for a bit and explain the weirdness of this video. Okay. Because it's not Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks in this video. Well, they're in shadow right now, yes. so I can't tell who they are. And so you you don't know the song. You might. So far, it sounds like Our Prayer by the by the Beatles. I mean, the the Beach Boys. You said this isn't a ballad? No, it'll kick in. Okay. It'll rock. Okay, so you'll hear Stevie Nicks' voice. 
That's not that's, Stevie Nicks. That's certainly not Stevie Nicks. No. That's some woman named Kim. Okay. And what happened... I tried to do a little digging on this. And wait, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rock right here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, come on. Yeah, that's some Kenny Loggins in the pocket right there. Yeah. So now, here's now... So she, when you say some woman named Kim, was Kim a pop singer? Or was she just like some woman who was no, there in the studio? No, here's what's weird. This is the hook. So you never heard this? No, this doesn't Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. It's just a time thing. They don't play this that much anymore. This was a hit. Um, and I love it. It just makes me think of being young. I can't say I've never heard this. Yeah. But it would have been just sort of like at, the, right at the mall or yeah. something it might have been on. So what I gather is this was a variety show for Dutch television. Oh, okay. And they couldn't get Stevie Nicks to come. So it was one of those like, hey, Kim's kind of like, we want her to be a big star. So let's just have her lip sync this. So she was an up-and-coming Dutch pop star yes. or American pop Dutch. star? Dutch. Dutch pop star. Dutch pop star. So they're like, let's just have her lip sync. But she's lip syncing to Stevie's part. They didn't yes. re-record it? No. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And sort of rude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm I, sure they're just like, it's Dutch pop TV. Who cares? Let's yeah. just do it. Yeah. Um, but you can't really find it anywhere else. And I think this Thank is... Thank God a, for YouTube. Yeah. This is a Kenny Loggins from a Kenny Loggins album. Okay. And I think there's a version of him doing it by himself. Ah. Okay. Uh, and then there's another version with him and Stevie. Well, that's Saxophone. The, nice. Yeah. That's the other thing about duets is like there are some duets where it's just two people singing a song at the same time. Yeah. But a lot of them are like conversation yes. songs that are built for two parts. Like any version of... Jackson has a man and a woman yeah. singing it back and forth because that's just the structure yeah, of the exactly. song. Um, but this one, I guess, is sort of immune to that. I think it probably, you could probably, I've never heard, I just know that there is a version yeah. um, that's just him. But yeah, this, this is just some Dutch pop stars <laughs> lip syncing to Stevie Nicks. Do you think to this day, or at any point, Stevie Nicks knew that this happened? I think she probably knew and was like, Whatever. Do you think they had to get her permission to be like, hey, we're going to have another actual pop singer on television lip sync to your part and pretend no. like it's her? My guess is that they were like... The record company was like, we own the song and we'll do what we want. We'll do what we want. Yeah. It's Dutch TV, who cares? Yeah. And I guess Stevie was... My guess is Stevie was like, ah, you know what, I'll whatever. Yeah. It's not worth fighting over. I think Stevie probably couldn't hear because her head was buried in a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> she went, okay, but, it's fine, whatever. whatever. <laughs> um, but this was before her, I think this was before her Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Because that was for her her album. Oh, okay. So that, this is like the precursor duet before she went and did the um, Tom Petty one. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. But I like this song better. It's funny because I almost, it's not going to be in this episode, but I almost had a cover of Stop Stop Dragging My Heart Around by an Australian singer who I didn't know and Jay Maskus of Dinosaur Junior. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, boy. Maybe for a B-side. I'll B-side, bring that one back. Yeah. It's just a weird coincidence that you would bring up that yeah. song. But oh, there you funny. go. Maybe I probably wouldn't put it in if I knew that your clip had a Stevie Nicks thing yeah. and there was sort of a connection there. But that's what B-sides are for. That's what B-sides are for. So how much, if anything, do you know about Serge Gainsbourg? None. 
But have you heard of the Serge Gainsbourg? No. Serge Gainsbourg is a French pop star who was like, like if Bob Dylan was French and a pervert. That just makes it all the worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, Serge Gainsbourg rules. But he was a big deal in France. Mm-hmm. And he worked for years with uh, Jane Birkin. And there are songs of his you might know mm-hmm. without realizing. Okay. And this might be one of them. Okay. But this is from an album of duets he did with Bridget Bardot. Ooh. Who was his partner. I uh, did. His romantic partner. Okay. For like one year. And they cut an album together. Mm-hmm. And this is a song. It's in French. It's called, and it's about, Bonnie and Clyde. The movie or the just the tale of Bonnie? The, the tale of Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde. Clyde. I don't know the lyrics because it's in French. French. I only know the parts where they say Bonnie and Clyde. And at one point, Clyde Barrow, because that's his Okay, name, yes. Right? What year is this? 68. Oh, okay. And it's maybe the coolest song ever recorded. <laughs> okay. And you might have heard it before because every once in a while it will play yeah. in a movie or if you're if oh. you're somewhere where there's like a cool DJ, you know. Oh, he's like hammering. Right. See who really knows their shit. Right, right, right. Um like not at a club but at a bar yeah, where yeah, there's yeah. a cool or like a gallery opening or some shit oh, where there's yeah. a DJ. Oh, this is exciting. Playing, you know. I like um, I like the gallery music. So, yeah, I'd be very I mean I don't know if you're going to like this, Mm -hmm. but I think you will acknowledge that it's cool. Because it's French people, and they're hot, and they're smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I do like that. And it's the 60s. Oh, oh my gosh. That was Bridget Bardot. She's so beautiful. Yeah. That's Serge Gainsbourg. So far, I like this. Yeah. I might know this. I feel like this has been sampled somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Because it has like that cool bass line. Yeah, it does. This is good. That weird Brazilian yeah. drum with the name of it, I can't remember. Yeah, no, no. The thing that you kind of like. Yeah. Oh my god. She's doing Bonnie with the yeah, Tommy it's, gun. It's Bridget Bardot looking breaking the fourth wall and pointing a tommy gun right yes. into the camera and wearing a beret wow looking wonderful yeah wow it's the most french thing in the world but they're singing about something yes. pretty american this is great it is good <laughs> this is definitely you named it right yeah where it's like you're at a gallery and the DJ drops this just to see someone turns the look. Like, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a cool video. Too. It's a cool set wherever yeah. they are. Again, it's one of those. I should smoke. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. should take up smoking. It's cool. Like I've said, smoking does not make you look cool. Yes. Smoking enhances what you already have. If you're already cool, smoking makes you look cooler. Yes. If you're a dweeb, it's just going to make you look like a dweeb who's trying to look cool, and you're going to be worse off. Yes. Very well said. Yeah. Proof is that when I was 15, I tried to take up smoking. <laughs> and I would bum cigarettes, and at one point, my friends were like, no. Yeah. You're, you're wasting them because you just look dumb doing it. You're not a smoker. No. I you're just not. Okay. Serge Gainsbourg look like, looks like he came out of the wounds <laughs> with a cigarette in his yes. fingers. Like, yeah. 
He doesn't even know he has the cigarette in his fingers. Yeah. He's like, Ugh, I'm French, I'm a sex pervert, I smoke cigarettes. So what? they dated for a year? Yeah. Because they are on different shelves. <laughs> I mean... Well, I mean, Serge Gainsbourg is not the best looking dude in the world, yeah. but he's one of those dudes who's like ugly hot and was, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like, he could pull anyone he wanted. Ugly genius artist. Yeah. 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 Like, Serge Gainsbourg, this guy fucks. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, he French fucks. Yeah. Serge Gainsbourg didn't have any problems. Yes. I love the indifference in this video and in this, like, song, where they're barely singing. Yeah. Because they're cool. Because they're, they're cool. They're French and they're cool. And they could sing or they could not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Serge Gainsbourg's one of the truly coolest people who's ever lived. Like, with Miles Davis. And I could see him, like, hanging with Miles Davis. And yeah. <laughs> I'm a big sucker for a woman in a bar. Yeah, and this is like peak Bridget Lombardo. Yeah. He is holding a gun like a French pop singer who's never held a gun before. He has no idea (laughs) how guns work. But it's still cool in the way that they're like, oh, we're doing our impression of America. So because they're detached from it, it makes it cool. Yeah. Even though he's completely stupid. It's like Commedia dell'arte, like American characters that they're doing. In that really this way, but... Yeah. Now she's holding that that Tommy gun the way Kanye holds his MacBook. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, like just, just like barely hanging. Yeah, like if it, it drops, who cares? Like it couldn't be more not a real gun. But <laughs> I can buy another one if it falls. Yeah. Wow, what an interesting idea for a song. Yeah. Man, she was good looking, huh? Yeah. We'll have to dive into the, what the lyrics are. Yeah. That was a good song, actually. Yeah, I thought you would yeah, like it. I like it's that pretty one. undeneniably yeah, cool. It's and really unique. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I don't even know what genre I would call that. Just French pop. I French pop. Yeah. That's the only way you can describe it. But it's cooler than It's that. really yeah. cool. It's just, it's Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to describe it. Okay, now that I know that you approve of this, I'm going to find excuses to work Serge Gainsbourg into the if, show. If it's in, like this, then do it. In the I future. Like this song. This yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's other cool stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what's your next? Ooh, uh, haven't brought him uh, in in a while. Yeah. Now I got the opportunity. We do a little Prince duet. Prince. Prince duet, not with um, Sheena Easton. Nope. Not doing You've Got the Look or Arms of Orion, which we know is one of the worst (laughs) songs ever in the history of man. How dare you? It's really bad. (laughs) Uh, It's hard for me to say because it's really bad. And we're not going to do... But Prince was not infallible. No, it's, that's what makes him special. Right. And we're not going to do him with Sheila E. doing Love Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do him with uh, Apollonia? No. Are we going to do him be... with Vanity? No. Are we going to do him with Carmen Electra? No. Okay. You're not. Yeah. We're going to do a little obscure one. He's do, He did a duet with Marvin Gaye's daughter, Nona mm-hmm. Gaye. Okay. Uh, and this is this song's a jam. It's called Love Sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 1994, uh, we're gonna see the uh, them on the Today Show. Is this on an album? Let's play and I'll explain. But yeah, it's weird. Okay, because on an album, but it's in typical Prince fashion. You're like, because it's 1994, which yeah. is like Emancipation era. No, Emancipation's 97. This was oh, that was that late. Okay. This was uh, Come. Okay. July of 
I don't. Yeah, it comes a great album. But like after the Love Symbol album, I sort of lose track of Prince. You know, it was the Love Symbol album, and then he got all pissed off. Okay, right, so, so this, is this the artist formerly known as yes, era? Okay. Yes. Very okay. early on as well. Is he going to have Slave written on his face? Yes. Ooh, he might. And he has the guitar, the, the cymbal guitar. Right. Yes. yes. So this is him doing a duet uh, live on the Today Show. In 1994. I love this one. Just a little uh, breakfast TV prince. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, there's Slave on it right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, this was a single. It did okay on the R&B charts, but it wasn't... It's one of these weird Prince things where it wasn't on an album. Yeah. It Well, it was on an album that you had to call a 1-800 number to get. Oh, you had to send away for it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was called... The album was called 1-800-NEW-FUNK. Okay. And it was kind of a pain in the ass to get. Yeah. I didn't get it. Right. Because then six years later, he put it on uh, that big compilation, Crystal Ball, which is a four disc uh, Oh, CD. he put the whole thing on there? He put the song. No, not 100 Funk. He put oh, okay. cuts from 100 Funk. And one of the cuts was Love Sign. Gotcha. Well, Love Sign was released as an R&B song. Uh, there's a video for it that I was going to send instead of this one. Because, uh, but then it got removed. Oh. Uh, and it was directed by Ice Cube. Ice Cube? Ice Cube directed the love That's sign. That's wild. Yeah, it's weird. Is the original, I mean, is Nona Gay on the... Yes. Okay. Yeah, Nona Gay's on that. Yeah, it was a, it was a, they, they didn't record an album, they just did this song. Yeah. Yeah. But Prince's YouTube page is wild, because when he was alive, he was like, none of my work will exist on the internet. And he just scrubbed yeah. everything. So like... Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, you couldn't get Prince music anywhere online, remember? Yeah. And then, like, the day after he died, his family was like, here you go. Here like, you go. they just put everything yeah. back online. And his YouTube channel, they just dumped all of his music videos on there. And he made a music video for every... Oh, yeah. so many Prince there's, videos there's so many that Prince I didn't know existed. That... And some of them were not really released on MTV or VH1. Yeah, he so I'm surprised to hear that there's one for this that yeah. they then removed because yeah. there's so much on there. Yeah, I tried to send it to you and I was double checking and uh, it got removed. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, well, let me find another one. I was like, oh, a live version on the Today Show. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because yeah. Brian Gumbel was a huge person. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, huge. And you, you, we've been missing her, but towards the side, pulling up signs about peace and love yeah. is my day. Is who? Mike Tate's his wife. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that his wife was named Mike. I don't oh. know. I don't know anything about Prince's personal oh. life. Well, when you hang with him like I did, Prince. That's right. Yeah, you and him and Bryant Gumble. <laughs> just, just chill. Just out. the three coolest. <laughs> yeah. Just, the, just having brunch. Like honestly, you are way cooler than Bryant. Oh, uh, thank you. The, <laughs> take the faintest praise. <laughs> I'll take um, and I knew Nona Gay was Marvin Gaye's daughter yeah. like he barely knew her yeah. or she barely knew him because like you know he was murdered like when she was like a toddler well how old is she here because this is 10 years after he died is she, she well he died in 1983 so well maybe she's like 7 or 8 maybe she was 10 yeah I mean maybe if she you, wasn't if that maybe she wasn't that young I mean I can't tell how old she is here She can, if you told me 20 I yeah. believe you if maybe you told she's me like 35, my age so maybe she was like 12 when he died Okay. Yeah. 
But I don't know any other stuff by her except this song. I didn't even know she existed. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a, it's one of those weird, like, duets where Prince must have been like, hey, no, the gay. Yeah. Let's do Let's do something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also one of those, like, no respect to none of it. You don't need it. Just didn't need to be a duet. <laughs> you could... Prince could have done this. Yeah, but Prince, he liked working with people. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, it is my thing. I mean, we sort of blew right past the fact that you didn't order 1-800-NUNK. I know. And I'm like, what kind of a Prince fan are you? I know. I didn't because it just... Is, of course, the legendary it, like, it sounded like it was... Really, like a pain in the ass. I mean, you were in your twenties. You had a credit card, right? You could yeah, have just no, but I was just like, ah, uh, I just one of those. It just seemed like work. I know it's that's also when you had to wait six to eight weeks mm-hmm. for something to actually get. And then I was like, am I really gonna get it? Yeah. Um, and then I did get it because he did. He came up with crystal ball and just yeah. put it all on there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And if it happened today, well, if he were alive, he would just be like, no, I'm not. But if it were a modern modern artist, they'd just be like, "It's online." Yeah, and you'd guess that song exactly. Streaming now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a, a little known uh, Prince duet. Yeah, that was cool. We yeah. haven't had some Prince in a while, no, so needed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, the next clip I have, I think, is probably the only true collaboration on here because there's only one singer. Wait. Oh, this will be out of duets and collaborations. This is a collaboration because there's only one set. Because <laughs> it's one person doing both things? No, it's just... Well, here's who it is. Okay. It's Robert Gordon and Link Ray. So yeah. I don't know if you know who Robert Gordon is. I don't is. know who either of those are. This is from 1977. And Robert Gordon was like one of the first dudes to do like a rockabilly revival sound. Okay. Before like the Stray Cats and all that oh, stuff in okay. the 80s. Wow. So he's kind of doing that. And Link Ray was a rock and roll guitar player in the 50s so you oh. probably know his song rumble which is a famous instrument yes i know that song yep, yeah yep, yep. so when robert gordon was going to put out his first album he was just like you know the, his record company was like well you sound like elvis and he was and, and he just kind of used i don't know how he had the leverage to do it because it was his first album but he's like i want to work with link ray so his first two albums are robert gordon and link ray huh so they collaborated oh. but link ray just plays guitar Oh, he doesn't sing at all. Right. Okay, I get it now. I mean, even his own music was instrumental. Oh, yeah. So every, like, a, like oh, a Dick Dale, right? Oh, so Rumble wasn't just a one-off. Yeah, he was, was like a Dick Dale-style okay, okay. guitar player. Interesting. I didn't know that. So his collaboration with Robert Gordon is Robert Gordon sings and Link Ray plays okay. guitar. So this is Robert Gordon and Link Ray uh, doing like an old rock and roll song called Red Hot. Ooh. But in 1977... And uh, that's that does really predate the Stray Cats. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you'll like this, but like Serge Gainsbourg, I think you'll be able to acknowledge that it's cool. Okay. Wait. Oh no, I like this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like this. Because they're not like a swing band. They're no. like a black leather, yeah. like real, like rock and bone. Yeah, rock and they're leather. they're not they're rockabilly. They're not swing, yeah. right? But like they're all wearing all black. Yeah, all everyone's wearing black jeans. Link Ray's wearing a black leather jacket. Yeah, they they look cool. Robert Gordon's wearing a black white beater. Yeah, they look rad. Like I think this is how everyone should dress all the time. <laughs> it should always be like this. Yeah. 
Yeah, this no, this is humanity's uniform. <laughs> humanity. Everybody uniform. looks good in a black t-shirt. You don't. You, I mean, it's true. I mean, you know how I dress. Yes. This is what I wear every you, day. You're, you, you're the man in black. I don't look as cool as these dudes. But this is my this is my aesthetic ideal. This is actually yo, I like this. Yeah. Oh, look at that. The bassist went to the piano. Yeah, this is like such a... Oh, we're lip-syncing this. <laughs> I'm going to play the piano with my right hand, and I'm still going to finger the notes yep. on the fretboard of my bass with my left hand, but somehow you can hear the bass. That's not how bass is played. <laughs> and you're just going to accept it. Yeah, because whatever. Yeah. What is this from again? I don't know. This is from the same thing that... um. Uh, I, think, I think that Top Pop is just like a YouTube channel, oh, not a TV okay. show. So see, that's the name of the YouTube channel. Oh, I see. So okay, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's from the same thing. Oh, okay. Link Ray is a cool motherfucker. Yeah. He is really cool. I mean, he's already like almost 50 here. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and Robert Gordon's like 30. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Robert Gordon never exploded, but he... No. Uh, there's a one of um, uh, Marshall Crenshaw's biggest hits is a song called "Someday, Someway." I know that song. Well, Robert Gordon did that originally. Oh no shit! I Marshall that was Crenshaw it. wrote it, but he wrote it for Robert oh, Gordon no shit. to do, and then oh. he later recorded it himself. I do know that song. It wasn't a big hit for Robert Gordon because he didn't really have any big hits. Yeah, but yeah. Huh. Also, the song um, "Fire" by Bruce Springsteen he did first. Bruce Springsteen wrote it. But he wrote it for Robert Gordon, oh, and then later wow. he did it himself. Yeah. Not I'm on fire. No, but fire. fire yeah. yeah, this guy got a lot of love. Yeah, Robert Gordon's cool, mm-hmm. and he's still around. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, Link Ray's dead. Yeah, yeah. And I even mean, if he was like, alive, he'd be well into his nineties. Yeah, I think, by this, that's a this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was that was the only actual collaboration, not technically a duet. Yeah. But Robert Gordon and Link Ray were like a, a partnership they're, for a couple ca- albums, and then. Robert Gordon started doing his own thing. They're connected. Yeah. 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 It counts. So, uh, all right. Now, this next song I know. Oh, yeah. But introduce it anyway. Oh, I mean, I was not... This still is not the reason why I put this on. Okay. But, oh, I mean... When it wasn't the Prince thing either? No. Okay. Uh, I, um, I... We had to put Yamo B there on. I mean, we had to. Don't... I mean, don't include me in this. Don't say we. <laughs> the collective we. The human race. Sure. Uh, this With song him. is great, and it's also like you know I like it because it's uh, it's the rare big hit that was uh, um, two guys. Well, I don't, did you say who sings it? Who's the duet? Michael McDonald and R.I.P. James Ingram, who passed away earlier this year. Yeah, um, who we've talked about on the show before. Yeah, we talked about on the show yeah. before. But there's a lot of good stuff in this. This is a live version, so this is like I don't know when this was, but at least this is probably like the past seven or eight years. It may sound great. Oh, is it that recent? Yeah, it's okay. fairly recent. So it's not like the old. same live version from the movie, the 40-year-old version. No. Where they keep... <laughs> yes. They keep... I'm going to yum. Yeah. yeah. That's really a good line. Yeah. Um, no, but you're going to... James Ingram... I'm going to not say anything because James, Ing, James Ingram comes into this hot. Okay. Just wait till he comes in. Next is James Ingram. Michael McDonald has some unexpected facial hair in this clip. Yeah. 
James Earl comes in blazing. Yeah, he's not he's not messing around. No. Yes, go ahead, James. <laughs> uh. So this was the original was like '83. Yeah. So I think this is like 2010, 12, something okay. like that. Um, and I, from what the research I did, like they were trying to like they wanted to do a song about God, yeah, without saying God, yeah. So like, originally this was going to be Yahweh, okay. And then and then as they were working on it, they're like, let's do Yamo because then it just sounds better, and we don't want Yahweh in it. And so I they see, just so this isn't like their own pagan god that they made up no. called Yamo. Yeah, they wanted like they wanted to say God will be there. Yeah, and came up with Yahweh. Yeah, right? or just they were thinking with God Yahweh, and then they're like, let's just call Yamo because it sounds cool and it's a little less. But this here's uh here's connections. Oh well, here Michael sing for a little bit. Yeah, there he is. I've great. never seen him without a mustache before. Yeah. Oh, they're great. I kind of want to start the Church of Yamo now, just the, what's oh. the way that Ween has the boognish. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like he's got a little scruff on the he's chin. He's got. He's got the goat. The chin only yeah. goatee, yeah. and then a shaved up. I prefer a fully bearded. Yeah, I don't care for this. Look. I don't care for this. Sounds great. Love his hair. Yeah. Don't want that. So this was um, uh, co-written and produced by Quincy Jones. Oh, yes. Okay. And co-written by Rod Temperton, who did a lot of stuff with Michael Jackson, a lot of stuff with okay. uh, um, the Brothers Johnson, and was in uh, Heat Wave. What's Heat Wave? Heat Wave was one of the funk bands we did way back. Oh, okay. Um, they okay. did you know, Half Steppin'. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah. Now I remember. So, and then the best is, Rod Temperton co-wrote Sweet Freedom. What sweet freedom again? From um, how dare you? From running scared. Oh, that's okay. I didn't think of it as the running scared song. The running scared song. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I just realized something watching this video. I am ninety nine percent sure that one of the background singers, one of the women, is Kim Carnes. Oh, not the one that was just shown, but I I think it's Kim Carnes. I just noticed this for the first time. So was this just like a TV special? Yeah, maybe I think it was like just some a, random TV. A James special. Ingram DVD. I think it was. I think it was one of those like, let's tribute something, and let's bring in James yeah. Ingram and Michael McDonald. <laughs> the first line of the song is "Heavenly Father watching us all." Yeah, I mean that's a little heavy-handed for them to be like, but we don't want to say God. Yeah, but it works though. Yeah, I work now. I worship Yama. <laughs> yeah, I love Yama. Hail Yama! Oh, oh, oh hail Yama! <laughs> All my worldly possessions go to Yamo. Freedom realizes Yamo is actually the name of one of the princes of hell. <laughs> and this is You're totally wrong. This is a call to action for Satanists. That would be hysterical. <laughs> but Hail Yamo! That's why Slayer covered this. <laughs> That's right. He did a great faithful rendition too. Real subtle. Slayer. I uh this song was it's weird too, because this song was huge. Yeah. It's and and you knew it was like a religious song. Yeah. It wasn't, but it was I mean, there amazing. are a lot of, not a lot, but yeah. there are pop hits that yeah. are overtly about yeah. religion. And it's like, whatever, man, as long as there's a hook, I'm yeah. singing a lot. That's the thing. It's the hook of Yamo Be There. Yeah. And the video was huge. It played all the time. Yeah. This is a major hit. 
But this that's why I'm always singing Hava Nagila. I'm not Jewish, but that song, man, it's an earworm. It's the hook. Yeah. You love it. You love it. Oh, this was some Japanese concert, I think. Akimbo Debuto. Oh, okay. Um, this is my favorite Michael McDonald's duet and my favorite James Ingram duet. Oh, okay. Because they do a lot of duetting with other people. I don't have a favorite James Ingram duet. Um... I don't know if the Christopher Cross and Michael McDonald's. No, co- I don't. That's count more that. of a collaboration. Yeah. That's not even. That's just him in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, I would love to count that. Yeah, you can't. Also, once again, it looks like Akimbo Debuto is just the YouTube channel. Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. Everything you wrong. don't trust the Chirons on these things. YouTube lies. That's just people putting their own thing on top of these videos. Oh, okay. Like I made this. <laughs> this is. I didn't just grab this. Yeah. I created. I this. get credit for uploading it. <laughs> No, oh, that's, that's nothing. Yeah, you're nothing. Uh, okay, um, I I wonder if you're familiar with my next clip because you're familiar with at least half of the duo. So this is a group called Time Zone, and Time Zone was an electro band that was a side project for Africa Bombada. Oh no, shit! Yeah, never heard of it. This is going to be exciting. You never heard of this? No. Okay, but it's a duet. African Bada feature. I, I know both of those people. John Lydon? Yeah. You know who John Lydon is? From the Sex Pistols. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Rotten. Yeah. This is Africa Bombada and Johnny Rotten. If I didn't look at the list right now, I'd say like you're doing a bit. This is really weird. It's really good. I didn't know this is what this is this? this is 1984. This is a called this is a song called World Destruction. And it's about like nuclear war. It's what? like, yes. And it is, as far as rap rock, this predates Walk This Way. Wow. This is Africa Bombada collaborating with Johnny Rotten from, at the time, Public Image Limited in 1984. Oh, so this is a Public Image Limited song, technically? No, it's an, it's more of an Africa Bambada song because Time Zone is his project. Oh my God, this is blowing my mind. But he's just, he had John Lydon... On this track, wow, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying at the time the Sex Pistols didn't exist. That's right, and, and public image. Let me John Lydon's yes. project was PIL. Yes. Yeah, so I wondered if you would know this, no, and you don't know I this. I don't okay. know this. Yeah, this is World Destruction by Time Zone. Oh wait, I might know this. The coming of Armageddon and so forth. Theologians. This is Reagan talking is about Reagan. Armageddon. Yes. Talking to his bullshit. This was true that the prophecies are coming together to portend that, but no one knows whether Armageddon, those prophecies mean that Armageddon is a thousand years away, uh, or day after tomorrow. Oh my god. Now, That's comforting. Yeah, oh my god. Whether, uh, we will try to oh wow. This, this is, is exactly so it's morning in America. Yeah. Oh my god. You've never seen this? I've never seen this. I don't know this at all. This is wild. Oh my god. This is weird. No, I don't know this at all. Did they just name check Nostradamus? Yes, Nostradamus <laughs> predicted the coming of the Antichrist. You know, yeah. hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I like this as a historical piece. Oh, you're not into this? No. I mean, it's rap. It's African Bambata. Yeah, it's it's just that he's rapping about the apocalypse. It's not the African Bambata that I enjoy. It's not Planet Rock? Yeah. But it's fascinating. It's yeah. weird. Wow. Were you, a, were you or are you a PIL fan? Yeah. You do? Not okay. like... Not... A, I've never done a deep dive. Okay. Next wow. time someone tries to tell you that the Aerosmith Run DMC collaboration <laughs> yeah. is the first rat rock to it, no. Next time someone comes to me with Judgment Night, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me. Wow. Johnny Rotten, my favorite rapper. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, uh, he just spits hot lyrics. It's funny because this sounds like something he would do that he'd be like hey African Mabadi you want to be a part of this yeah they're, I feel like this is a true duet like they're yeah. equal partners on this right yeah I agree I agree wow I'm surprised I never saw this anywhere on, on I mean maybe just played late at night MTV I mean this makes Killing Joke's 80s sound like <laughs> Debbie Boone. Really does. This is so, like, the dark side of the 80s here. I, in 1984, there was a rap record where African Big Bottom yeah. was saying, Nostradamus predict the coming of the Antichrist. Yeah, that rhyme scheme's a little forced, but <laughs> but the, the sentiment behind it is, listen, I, I lived it, man. We were all like, we're all going to die. Yeah, just watching V, like, <laughs> yeah, this is, right. oh, no. Oh my god, yes, we... Or, uh, what was the other one, The Day After? The Day After, that no, was... No, that was the actual that nuclear was war one. Yeah. He was the alien. He was the alien one, they killed the face. But, yeah. Yeah, we didn't have this. My generation had the AIDS crisis instead. Oh, no, we had the AIDS crisis, too. No, yeah, but, I mean, we didn't have this. Yeah. Because, the I mean, by the time I was... Yeah, I only yeah. vaguely remember Reagan, you know? By the time you, you were of age, we had won... Yeah, no, the Berlin Wall fell in 89. Mm-hmm. I was in first or second grade. I didn't know yeah. geopolitics you were, was happening. Yeah, you were fine. Yeah. Oh, look, there's some breakdancing in this. Hell yeah, it's still 1984. <laughs> I mean, you got to. You're not going to make a hip-hop video without some breakers. Wow. Yeah, can you breakdance to these lyrics yes. about the Antichrist? Listen, the end is near, so you might as well dance. I get it. Part, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, it's almost goth. It's like goth rap. Yeah, it's... It really is, yeah. Oh my god, Johnny <laughs> kissing the TV. He's, uh, he's a unique dude, Johnny yeah. Rotten is. Oh my god, that yeah. was truly bizarre. I'm honestly surprised you didn't know about it. Never knew you know about, about it. 80s hip hop way more than that, I do. Uh, that escaped my radar. I didn't yeah. know about it. Yeah. Never heard it. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I mean, just the natural next clip after that is follows right on its heels. They always go together. <laughs> they go together. No, this is quite different. I love this song. This was not a big hit. Yeah. Uh, but it is a wonderful, it is their only collaboration. They never did another one. I think, did we watch this in the new edition episode? 
No, we didn't never watch this. Okay, then no. I just have seen this yes. before. Yes, yeah. Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston, something in common. Yeah. Yes. Off of his uh, third album, Bobby, which was right after My Prerogative. Yeah. So this is like 92? This is 92. Okay. The single came out in 93. Yeah. This song is awesome. <laughs> uh because I love how enthusiastic you are about stuff. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever had quite that much enthusiasm for this song. Uh, like, something in common something is in common awesome. Speaks to me. Not that it's not, but. I mean, it's it's right in the pocket because it was produced by uh, Teddy Riley. Yeah. So it's, and it's it's a New Jack Swing song. How big a hit was it? Because I mean. Medium. Okay, because not I, I do know it. And I'm trying it to It was released. Yeah. Uh, the bigger songs off of this out were Humping Around, right. which is a jam. That and was a big yeah. yeah. Two Can Play That Game, Get Away, yeah. uh, Good Enough. And this was one of the later hit the singles. Maybe this just got enough radio play, like just enough play at just the right time that it stuck in yeah. my brain. Because like, yeah. this is, we got something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was uh, fairly MTV VH1 heavy. Okay. Yeah. Let's watch it. So they probably both still look really healthy. They look, you can watch this, you're like, they look great. Yeah. Bobby and Winnie do look amazing. And oh, they, were yeah. in that, they were in that early 90s Brand new look. couple. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, they're in love forever. <laughs> Especially. Yeah. yeah. I love it. The original Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's right. They copied that. <laughs> It's. I love that this is their one collaboration. Yeah. That they didn't try to do a ballad. This is really joyful. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love it's like we need a song where we have to profess how great we are and love, how much in love we are. We yeah. Need it. Yeah. Because people doubt us. <laughs> they don't protest too much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People we have something in common. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't know what, but we do. That's what it is. Yeah. Like someone say, hey, Bobby, do you guys really, are you yeah. a thing? <laughs> yeah, we have something in common. Yeah. Somebody said, you guys don't have anything in common. Yeah, we do. We what? That's something. something. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it with you, but it's something. <laughs> We're in a pool together. That's yeah. something. We both breathe oxygen. That's something. But yeah, they both look great. Yeah. Early 90s. Um, and here's Whitney. This is right around the time of I Will Always Love You, too, right? This might have been a little bit before, because that was The Bodyguard. Yeah. Which was like 93, 94, I think. So oh. it was like, this is like right before. Yeah. But this is also like, they're both huge stars. Right yeah, yeah. I mean, they're fucking huge. Did she also put this on one of her albums, or no, is this she it's mainly a Bobby? It's mainly yeah. Bobby. It's off the Bobby sound, uh, album, yeah. which is a great album. It's like four songs too many. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like 16 songs, and you're like, yeah. hey, if you had like 10, dude, it would have been a killer album. Yeah, that was at a time, especially in hip-hop, where people were like, oh, we have 80 minutes on a CD? <laughs> Not just the 45 of so an, we, el- of so a, we can do of an more, album? Right? Well, we need to fill all that space. <laughs> yeah. That's how music works. Yeah, so here's 25 minute songs and there's skits. <laughs> yeah, like, right? Oh. Yeah, you're like, just trim it. Yeah. Trim it. Yeah. That's why, that's why Illmatic is so good. It's like yeah. Yeah. eight or nine songs that's and it. they're just, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Exactly, just bangs it up. That's why, uh, uh, Don't Be Cruel. Don't Be Cruel eight songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I love this song. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, this it's, is really good New Jack Swing. Yeah, it's really just, it's really that, it's polished New Jack Swing, and it's laid enough in New Jack Swing where Teddy's like, I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just let me do this. Yeah. And hey, you like a woman in a beret. I do, another yeah. beret. And then that 90s vest with a white t-shirt. Yes, that is a oh, look. Yeah. Such a good look. Yeah. And, and I feel like, it didn't exactly, but like, right after this video, it all went to hell. Uh, sure. I, not not exactly the time frame, but like, they never were as more charismatic and stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And at the height of their power than this. Whitney still had a bunch of hits after She this. like, yeah, he but really. She definitely did start to go off the rails yes. around this time. Yeah. And I don't know any Bobby Brown hits after No, because what happened after that is um, they all needed to come back and do a, this sold really well, but not yeah. as well as my prerogative. Right. And then all the other guys' second albums didn't do that well. And they're like, Let's reunite. Let's reunite. <laughs> this reunite. led to 96. Yeah. yeah, which was the hit me off stuff. And yeah, and there's a little uh, Bobby Brown Jr. Or, uh, or, or B-O-B-B-I. Yeah, the daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Just looking at this right now, he's the only one alive. Yeah. That's weird. Out of the three of them, yeah. Wow. Who would have predicted? Exactly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I mean, yes, this this story gets dark, but yes. this is definitely this this video and this song are pure joy. Yeah, pure duet, pure yeah, duet goodness. Uh, okay, um, some more pure joy for me. Uh, my last clip of the episode. <laughs> this is very Paul. I'm wondering. Yeah, this is Iggy Pop doing Candy. You don't know? You don't remember Candy? This Dude, was this cameos. Is- candy. Because <laughs> no joke, yeah. I wasn't saying that to be a wise ass. I was like, did Iggy, did Pop, Iggy Pop, Pop cover cameo? Like I, it, and then it, my dude comes in just like, ow, in the middle of the- <laughs> now, hang on a second. Yeah, that's not that crazy. No, that, that's pretty crazy, <laughs> and that's not what this is. Okay. I'm sorry to disappoint All right, you. This that's is, okay. This is an original song, but this is um, not only a top forty hit, but Iggy Pop's only top forty hit. This is, and it's from 1990. Really? Yeah. So you might know it once we start it. I thought his big hit was real wild one. Wild one. Yeah, that's a yeah, but uh, I guess that wasn't a top 40 hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is from 1990 from his album Brick by Brick, which uh-huh. is an Iggy Pop solo album. But this is a duet with Kate Pearson from the B52s. Oh, wow. Which is a great combination because he's got this really... I mean, he's not a singer. Yeah. He's a punk singer. But he does have this great baritone. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have much range with it, but it has a lot of texture. Yeah, And Kate Pearson has a real... Like, she's got some pipes. She has a real lovely voice. And I really like the combination of the two of them together. Mm -hmm. And and this is a a good song. And it's sort of... It's not ballady, but it's like a rocker ballad. I wonder if if it will sound familiar to you once you hear it. Huh. Oh, God, he looks so young. She looks so young. This is when he had kind of short hair. Yeah. But he's still not wearing a shirt because it is a... No, because, yeah, shirts don't exist. He's got great hair in there. Yeah. 
Hmm, you never heard this? Maybe when you hear the chorus. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. Like, I remember this from 1990. Wow. It's an MTV, like, hit. This is so 1990. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. This song is, like, very familiar to me. I don't... The song doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. I know I haven't seen the video, but the video vibe is so familiar to me. Yeah. I'm waiting for Kate to sing, so maybe I recognize it, but... Yeah. She takes the second verse. Yeah. I could picture, like, a Johnny Cash cover of this, if he was... Oh, it. yeah. No, totally. Yeah. That sound part sounds good. Like. I'm glad you got out, but... Wow. But I'm missing... This sounds a little more familiar. Yeah. Maybe I know of it a little bit and then just completely forgot about it. I mean, I didn't think you would have ever been into it yeah. at any point, but... I don't hate it. But it was the time when you would have been watching MTV, yeah. right? Yeah. So you might have come across it. And it would have been on the radio. They do work well together. Yeah. And it's also right after Love Shack. Yeah, so it was... Yeah. And right around the time that she's doing Shiny Happy People with R.E.M. And it must have seemed like, ooh, Kate Pearson's about to like become a thing. Yeah, let's get her. Yeah. It's so weird, because I just... I have an image of this being on MTV, yet I don't know the song. Yeah. And it's like one of the more tuneful songs Iggy's ever done. You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? Like, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Like if I didn't know that he wrote it, I would have thought it was maybe a cover that he oh, selected yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. But, yeah. But no. It's an Iggy song. Wow. Oh, I like this. Yeah. They sing together. That sounds good. But you see what I mean? Like he can't He's not a great singer, no. but with with her kind of supporting him, yeah, and he's got that. He's he's doing his thing, yeah, and she's like, "I'm going to hold you up, yeah." I'm more upset that I don't know this than Africa Bambaataa. <laughs> I really am because it just feels so 1990. It feels so and, familiar. Yeah. It feels like I should know this. Yeah. Like, this should have been on my radar, even in just, oh, this is a song that's out now. This is a good driving song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good driving song. Yeah, that's one of my favorite duets. That's a good one. I had trouble picking duets, like I said, but this was the first one I landed okay. on. Okay. I was like, that was the one I had no trouble with. Yeah. Like, boom, that's that it. One, that one's definitely going in there. Uh, because I love this song. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That translates well because this last one is the one that I picked first. Okay, good. We both saved our favorites <laughs> that's for right. last. This is the reason why I wanted to do uh, this podcast. Okay. Yeah. This is a joke? This can't be real. It's real and it's weird 
because it's Eddie Murphy with Michael Jackson doing What's Up With You. Yeah, I'm looking at it on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm just looking that this is the clip we're going to watch next. <laughs> yes. And my the two things that are occurring to me are like, I don't believe that this is real. Yeah. And then also like, how did I never hear of this before? It didn't really go on radio, but yeah. it was on MTV and VH1 a lot. Yeah. I never heard it on the radio. I just saw it. And this is from Eddie Murphy's third album. So he had three albums. What the fuck? He had, in 85, he had the one with... Um, Party All the Time. Party. And Produced, Boogie in Your Butt. Boogie in Your Butt. No, Boogie in Your Butt. Oh, that was, was on his comedy, comedy album. album. Right, right. So this had... Uh, that's off the... That first album was called How Could It Be? Yeah. And that had... Uh, which Rick James produced. Yeah. And um, that had... That, that I knew about. Second, but I thought it was Eddie Murphy at the peak of his powers in the 80s wanted to be a pop star... And, and Rick James was on enough coke that he agreed to produce it. But then it was like, well, that project, that vanity project. Next, you're going to tell me that, uh, uh, Bruce Willis has four follow ups to Return <laughs> of the exactly. Bruno. Like, Don Johnson has seven albums yeah. after Heartbeat. There's not only a second Eddie Murphy album, there's a third yes. Eddie Murphy. Well, because the second Eddie Murphy had a album, which was like 89, yeah. I believe. Had a, a mild hit on it called Put Your Mouth on Me. It's not great. God. Not great. And he had all these, like, this third album, uh, I, I think it's from, I think the album's called It's Alright. Had This Was the Cut. Yeah. It didn't do anything, and then that was it. What year is this? I think it's like 90. I think it's like either 93 or 95. I can't remember which. Because this is really flirting with that area where it's like, okay, it's right after Boomerang, so people. Kind of still care about Eddie Murphy, yes. but it's also right before Beverly Hills Cop 3 where people yeah. profoundly don't care about Eddie Murphy anymore. It's one of those, but he had so many, and he has so many like producers and stars on, on like Stevie Wonder did songs on it, and he right. had all these freaking huge people do songs. And so. Did anybody buy it? <laughs> no. And you're going to hear this and go, oh boy. Well, well, that was my next question was sincerely, is it good? No, and it's very. You're going to look at it going, oh, he's doing a joke. It's earnest. This song is one of the most earnest songs you'll ever hear. He said from time to time that he, more than a comedian, like, well, every comedian says yeah. this. Like, that's the cliche. Every rock star wishes they were yeah. a comedian and every comedian wishes they were a rock star. But Eddie Murphy really wanted to be a pop star. Yeah. and this Obviously, because he tried three fucking times. Three fucking times. And this was, this is like a... The song is poppy. Yeah. The lyrics are it's it's very spiritual. You just I just just <laughs> this is a spiritual song of Eddie Murphy and Michael and, Jackson. But he got Michael Jackson to be on his yeah. album. This listen to the just listen and watch and you'll be like, what? He's holding a dove. There's a sad clown. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I mean, he's not a he bad sing, thing. Though. He That's the thing. He knows how to sing. Yeah. But this song is whack. It's so, like, spiritually uplifting, and you're like, what? It's very 1990 yeah. CGI music. Yeah. And there's Michael. <laughs> Paul's face. Yeah. What is happening? This is just... Yeah. You are not... Having a nightmare or on drugs. 
It's just, this is real. Does Michael do any part of this other than that chorus? Yes. Okay, because I was going to say, that's the worst Michael Jackson <laughs> has ever sounded. Yeah. What is it? I wouldn't have believed that that was him. No, he sings next. Okay. Or later on. Looks like it must have been right after Dangerous. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was post-Dangerous. Which was still a big album. This is the ultimate vanity project. Yeah. Just like, nobody asked for it, nobody <laughs> wants it, nope. but you're really rich and famous, yep. and so if you want to do this, yep. we're going to pay for it to get done. You are powerful enough to be like, hey, Michael, yeah. your buddy, why don't you come do a song? Mike's like, sure. <laughs> just, yeah, it's... I want to gather everyone in the world who who owns or owned this album, <laughs> put both of them in the room, and ask them, like, did you buy this because you're a Michael Jackson fan or because you're an Eddie Murphy fan? Eddie Murphy, yeah. And you're looking at this going, this is ridiculous? Yeah. It's going to get more ridiculous. I have to say, we shat yes, on it. We, we should... Those dancing. Oh, oh God. In, 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 in school uniforms. Eddie Murphy, I feel bad for him. He <laughs> wanted us to take this. He yes. wanted so badly yes. for us to take this seriously. Listen, you, it goes without saying that we love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Love him. And you know when he recorded this, he was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Not only is the song a jam, but it's also fucking says something. We just killed this. I, I do have to say, because we shat on it so much, yeah. and we set the bar so low, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, he has worse, which I'm going to show in a grab bag. <laughs> uh, he has a grab bag from his first album, which is, you'll be like, this is not real. This video is much worse than this song. Yes. The, and, the, and the Michael Jackson part of him going, what's that? Yeah. What's that? Is worse than anything Eddie's doing. But again... I guarantee you they're like, that's the hook, y'all. It doesn't help that retroactively yes. it reminds me of those Budweiser commercials. Oh, yeah. Well, you know nah, what I mean? Like, yeah. after Michael Jackson going, what is that? Yeah, that just predated <laughs> it. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a real video that played on TV. And I just, I've <laughs> never forgotten it. And I was like, well, this is, we're doing a show because of this. I can just picture people watching MTV and just, like, rolling their eyes. I mean, it wasn't... This isn't one of those things where I was like, oh, this was... I like this. I really like this. Even back in, like, in my early 20s, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Exactly. God. I can't imagine anyone watching this, like, when it was new on TV and just being like, yeah. 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 And this wasn't like... Just everyone kind of like... <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yeah. And you're right, too, because this was... Eddie Murphy had done Boomerang, which was a hit. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson had Dangerous. So this wasn't like him at Pluto Nash and him at before his... No. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of ups and downs and comebacks. Yeah. But um, I I would really like to know what Eddie Murphy thinks of this now. That's a great question. Is he... I doubt that he's embarrassed by it. No. But I wonder if he was like, well, I tried something. Or I was trying to make something that I thought would be a hit. Or maybe he's like, that really should have been a hit. Like, that was good. I'm Here's my guess. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean anything because I don't know the man. But my guess is he went, they didn't get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they didn't get it. Yeah. You know, I put it out there. 
perfectly. People just didn't pick it up. I don't. I don't know what to say. People don't get things, man. Yeah, that's my that's my guess. But even now, because I get, yes. I get a sense of Eddie Murphy that he's got a big ego and probably doesn't admit that something he's done failed creatively as easily as other creative people. Yeah. But with the time and distance, with this being a good twenty five years old. Oh my god, that's right. Do you think maybe now he'd be like, okay, that was a misfire? <laughs> I think no. I firmly believe that he would be like, yeah, the party all the time. That was silly. That was me. But just that, being was, like, more that hit, was more like, of a everyone knows. Party everyone knows that song. I think he's like. I think he might be like, nah. But with what's up with you? He's like, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't get it. You feel like you feel like he thinks that was his true. Like yeah. that was the that was that was the one, the one that should have hit. They just, they just didn't get me. I hope me. so. I hope you're right. <laughs> I'm right and too. I also hope, you know, living in LA, you you it's generally you you don't bug celebrities. And yeah. when I see famous people, I don't yeah. try to have a moment with them. But if I ever see Eddie Murphy, <laughs> I'm not going to bring up Trading Places, even no. though it's my favorite Eddie Murphy Great movie. Moment. And there's so many things he's done that I love. I'm going to be like, hey, Eddie, hey, man. What's up with what's up with you? <laughs> and you know what he's going to say? They didn't get it, man. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing that into my life. Uh, you're welcome, sir. But that is all for this episode of Music Raygun. Thank you for listening. Music Raygun is hosted by me, Paul Ciampanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Our credits music is Raygun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like the show, please take a moment to rate it and review it on your favorite podcast app, because that'll help other people find us. And if you know someone who might like Music Raygun, please tell them about it, because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya!